In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Cleveland. It was fucking close, but it wasn't a victory. I'm here with Ian Wright and Jack. Ian, tell us how you're feeling. Well, it was one of those games that had you on the edge of your seat. You had uh, tight butt cheek time, and then they just they couldn't close it out. And it was a classic case of the Chiefs didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. So Stefanski and the coaching staff has got a lot that they can go back tomorrow morning and pound into the heads on film day. Jack, what's your thoughts, mate? That second half was just gutting. We, it, we said at halftime, we were chatting, we've just got to keep going. Foot to the floor, you've just got to keep going. And nothing, uh, there was the one successful drive, but other than that, nothing really flowed as well in the second half compared to what happened in the first. And that just really cost us. It is, hey, a three, was it three drives that we got zero points on? Any yeah. of those drives you get, anything you you're probably laughing even just a field goal in the first one the momentum's still with you you're probably in a good spot yeah that that third quarter coming out of halftime I mean the Chiefs went seven minutes 33 seconds scored a touchdown we went three plays and fumbled then they got the ball back went another five minutes and 24 seconds and kicked a field goal so I mean realistically in the third quarter we played what five plays, six plays. I mean, it really, we didn't have the ball much. That's for sure. And then we had the drive that came there at the end of the third, going into the fourth where we scored. And then that was it. We finished the game, you know, turnover on downs, uh, punt and interception. So. But guys, I thought, I, I thought that was one of the best. I thought that was one of the best games Baker Mayfield's played besides the last throw. Yeah, I mean, Baker looked great. I thought he threw, he threw a great ball. I mean, he was completing passes that we know he can complete. I mean, he spread the ball around. I mean, you look at Najoku getting in there, Schwartz getting in there. Um, you know, I think he completed the ball to eight different receivers. So, I mean, yeah, Baker looked fine. I, the offense, I thought, looked fine. Yeah, no, I don't think Baker was trying to make that pass. Um, for me, Baker was trying to get the ball out of bounds. His ankles got clipped and shit happens. Yeah, it's one of those ones. Sorison grabbed his foot as he was going down. You can see his entire body. He was trying to throw it away and got hit, and it's unfortunate. But that's you know what the Browns needed to do on defense, and they didn't. They didn't get a turnover. They didn't turn Mahomes over. They didn't create a fumble. Their punter didn't drop the ball. There's the difference. We said in the pregame, special teams can lose you a game. Special teams lost a game. There you go. Well, look, guys, let's get a bit of structure to this show. The Browns' offense. I'm going to go with eight out of ten. I thought. We were very electric. I thought we played well. Obviously, there's some part, some drives we didn't complete, but we looked powerful against a very good Chiefs uh, defense. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree. I'd given an eight out of ten. I mean, Baker Mayfield, twenty-one to twenty-eight, three hundred and twenty-one yards. Didn't have a touchdown pass, but he didn't need to because you know Nick Chubb, fifteen carries, eighty-three yards, average five and a half with two touchdowns. I mean, the Browns' offensive line was mauling them. 
I mean, you could tell they were wearing them down on drives, even on the fumble drive with a 10 yards, 10 yards. I mean, they were just beating them down. The problem is, is then Kansas city holds the ball, keeps your defense on the, on the field. And then the offense just couldn't get it, get back going because they needed to put it in a little bit of an overdrive. But I mean, Kareem hunt ran the ball hard. I mean, Jarvis Landry obviously ran the ball hard on the, in his touchdown. We got great part, you know, participation from the wide receivers and the tight ends and the running backs. I mean, Overall, I mean, it was it was a pretty damn good game offensively. The, the game plan was solid. The Browns were better on offense than the Chiefs were on defense. Uh, Jack, what are you going to give it out of 10 offense? Yeah, no, I, th- I think an eight's fair. If you look at the first half, it's a 10 out of 10. They did everything they were asked to do and it was delivered. Second half, it was just bang average at best um, and probably give them a six for that. So eight's probably where it factors into a fair spot. Um, There's... Hey, we're, there, there was two turnovers. It was Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield. Both had a good game, great game. But when those key moments came, the ball got dropped. Here's the thing, Jack. If I were to give you a guess, how many total yards the Browns had? What was your guess? Just shy of 400. 457. Wow. Browns had 457 yards of total offense for the Chiefs, 397. But here's the kicker. The Browns were three of four on fourth down. And the one they didn't get is technically the drop punt by hammer. Cause that turns into a rushing play, but they were only two of seven on third down. So if we are looking for something to improve on offense, it is that third down efficiency. The chiefs were nine of 13. The Browns were two of seven, you know, in the time of possession game, Browns had it for 26 minutes and 38 seconds. The chiefs 33 minutes and 22 seconds, but the Browns had 24 first downs to so the chiefs 21. So offensively like I said the issues with this team weren't on offense and I think we're going to start noticing that over these next couple weeks we do have to remember we opened the season on the road against the defending AFC champions and they didn't beat us we beat ourselves yeah is there anything else you want to talk about on the offense because you know I thought Njuku I thought uh, Donovan People Jones I thought uh, uh, Schwartz if I said it correct Anthony Schwartz not Andrew Schwartz Anthony not Uh, Andrew (laughs) Oh, hey, uh, as I said with Schwartz, Schwartz is Tyreek Hill without the domestic abuse. Oh boy, don't let that get retweeted. Oh, there we go. Obsessive. I've already tweeted it. He was phenomenal. Yeah. It, yeah. He's going to be an incredibly exciting player to watch. Listen, when he ran that one crossing pattern where Baker found him on the right-hand side, you could just see him. He was even and then he wasn't. And if Baker's going to throw the ball like he did today, he, yes, I think Schwartz, again, you're not going to see a guy that's going to probably have you know, eight to 10 catches a game. But if he could, if he could average 23 yards a catch and have three catches for 69 yards a game, I will take that all day, every day. And you're right, Paul. I thought David Njoku, three catches, 76 yards, you know, averaging 25 yards of reception, beating, you know, linebackers where he needs to beat them, you know, securing the ball. I mean, the one Cedar Point doesn't give out free rides like Njoku gave that one guy on uh, on his one catch. So yeah, overall, I thought, you know, Landry, that's his perfect role right there in the middle, five catches, 71 yards. Average 15 yard, 14.2 yards a catch. Now you're going to add Odell Beckham to the to the equation. We didn't see much from Hollywood Higgins, and we didn't see much from Donovan Peoples-Jones, which just kind of goes to show, you know, Harrison Bryant had a 17-yard catch. Austin Hooper had that crucial fourth down catch, three catches, 27 yards, and the Joker. So the tight ends were an active part of this team. And I think the crazy difference between what we saw in this game versus last time we played the Chiefs, when Jarvis Slandry and people were catching passes when Hooper was catching passes, there was so much space. The difference having players like Schwartz on the field made was when Baker was targeting anything in the sort of 10 to 15 yard range, 
there weren't defenders there. And that was very, very different than the carnage we saw last time we played, where there was about five defenders in that space and it was trying to force it. It was very messy. That's the difference speed makes. Yeah, and wait till you add Odell to that because Odell's another speed guy. So, yeah, Hunter, that's a great observation, Jack, because you're right. Baker was – even Romo said it. He goes, listen, Baker's throwing into some windows, but those guys had a lot of space. So, overall, I'm very optimistic about what I saw on offense. Let's, let's get into the, de- the defense now. Oh, let's just talk about one thing. O-line, how do you think it played, guys? Ah, we got a Kendrick Wills, man. Oof. We got to hope and that's it- his ankle sprain. Any updates on that at all? Or no, he was tweeting during the game, so uh, they I didn't mean, no. instantly move him to out though, which is positive. Correct. They, yeah, there was nothing ruptured. It was. I don't think it would be an Achilles or anything like that. You'd know that. And he walked off the field. So I'm hoping the only thing I, it could be Jack is it's one of those high ankle sprains that could be a, a four to six weeker. Um, but overall, I thought the offensive line looked great. I mean, Conklin gave up the one sack on Chris Jones. I think Baker just needs to kind of see that, know where Chris Jones, their only real defensive lineman was. You know, we were given the previews. We said he's the guy you got to know. Um, but overall, I thought Wyatt Teller was absolutely just crushing people in the middle. Uh, but even, I mean, Chris Hubbard stepped in. He was pretty serviceable. I know he gave up the one. Uh, yeah, he gave, a pressure a, he gave sack, an obvious one. But at the end of the day, Jedrick Wills gives up one as well. So if Chris Hubbard can step in, I'm curious what he graded out as. I know, you know, Costco and the boys do a really good job of kind of putting together the numbers there. But I thought Chris Hubbard, I get, hey, I didn't think he was that bad. It wasn't some glaring weakness. All right, let's go defense. We'll keep an eye on the time. And uh, uh, Ian, what are you going to give out of 10 defense? I'm going to give it a uh, six out of 10. Six. I mean, you gave up 33 points. Obviously, some of it was off turnovers. I thought the Browns showed some flashes on D a lot more than I saw to the Chiefs. So I think you're probably right in that. I, I'll probably, I don't want to steal again. I'll give them a five only because they just didn't make the play when they needed to make it. A lot of times we had Tack McKinley as a free runner, Mahomes sidestep him. You know, Anthony Walker got caught looking in the backfield a couple of times on those uh, wheel routes outside to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You know, at the end of the day, I thought Denzel Ward played pretty well. You know, even given the fact that you have Tyreek Hill running free out there, they kind of got it. They kind of had to go to that zone, you know, where they were almost playing a, like a dime coverage with four corners. I mean, at one point you looked out there, you saw Troy Hill, Greedy, uh, Newsom, and Denzel Ward. Because once Ronnie Harrison, which we'll get to that whole, you know, fiasco, and then John Johnson was out with cramping. I mean, they had to go to a, more of a zone coverage. So I know our group chat and the fantasy football blew up all of a sudden saying to fire Joe Woods. But other than that, I thought the Browns did a pretty good job getting pressure with four. So I'll give them a five um, just because I needed them to turn the ball over and make a play. And they didn't. Yeah, this, Jack, what are you giving? Uh, I'm going to go for five. And the reason why Joe Woods does have one question he really needs to answer and explain himself. Why the hell was linebacker constantly matched up with Travis Kelsey? That's just inexcusable. You cannot rely on a linebacker to. He had Denzel Ward on him. There they was put Denzel regular Ward on times. Him and he was checking him at the line on a couple of plays, but regular times linebackers were straight up against Travis Kelsey, and that that's not good enough. In the modern NFL, you cannot expect any of those dudes to look after Travis Kelsey. By all means, if you're going to put two people and one of them's a linebacker, fine. You can't one on one a linebacker with Travis Kelsey. Um, that, for me, was just the frustrating part. But other than that, it, it, it was solid. We kept them to 10 points in the first half. What more can you ask for? Yeah. And luckily, Travis Kelsey is one of one. <laughs> There's no other Travis Kelsey's out there. Um, what else? I thought Ward had a good game. 
I thought he stood up well. Uh, what I saw of Newsom looked good. Obviously, I'm in a drunk pub and everyone's screaming, shouting. But yeah, I thought um, defense didn't look too bad. I thought I would like to see Miles Garrett more than just when we needed him at the end of the game in the, with the third. But um, yeah, that was my thoughts of the, the defense. The only thing on Garrett, I mean, Garrett was beating that left tackle like a drum. I mean, we talked about Orlando Brown and his ability. I thought Garrett had a pretty damn good game. I mean, he was getting around the edge and props to Mahomes. Mahomes isn't going to sit back there and hold that ball. He knows that the entire right side of that offensive line was makeshift dog poop. I mean, Jadavian Clowney at one point had a beautiful inside rip and had a direct path to Mahomes and he's going in there for the kill shot. And all of a sudden Garrett's like, I'm sorry, I'm already here first. And I mean, you had Malik McDowell in there. I think that Brown's front four with Malik McDowell, uh, Malik Jackson, uh, Clowney and Garrett. I mean, that is one hell of a line that you have to deal with. And the Browns, I thought, got pressure all day, but you knew you couldn't blitz them. You had to kind of rush four. And when you do that and you get a free runner like Tack McKinley with one easy athletic move, Mahomes goes out wide, runs back in and completes a pass or he dances in from 30 yards out. That's what he does. And I don't know how many defenses out there. I mean, I know that Todd Bowles did obviously an excellent job in the Super Bowl containing that, even though I don't think Mahomes was all that healthy. But, I mean, you saw today what Patrick Mahomes is about. This is a guy who can just make magic happen. I mean, that throw he made to Tyreek Hill, it was a 75. That was a garbage pass. I mean, if John Johnson turns around, that's intercepted. The thing was wounded as duck can be. But he throws it up there. Johnson's head's turned. Tyreek Hill makes a great play on the ball and dances in for six. That's what goes on against the Chiefs. You knew it was going to happen. Marshawn Latimer's just signed a 97.6 million deal over five years. He walked off the locker room and said, you see what I just did, Devontae Adams? Saints. Pay me. So um, that's one. Obviously, you'll hear the 100 million number, but that's with incentives. It's 97.6 million with the real deal. Um, so that's one to keep an eye on. Denzel Ward will get a little bit more than that. So potentially 100 with... Yeah. Um, incentives take it to 102.5. Yeah. So, um, yep, I'd expect to see that done. Any, any All right, guys, let's go yeah. special teams. Well, real quick on the defense, Jack, who, who would you say, who is the player that disappointed you the most and who was the player that kind of stood out among the most for you on the defense? Oh, the one that stood out was Malik McDowell. Yeah, <laughs> I think he, he absolutely smashed it. The crazy thing is, Billings has got three and a half million fully guaranteed this year. Malik McDowell is going to play potentially three years in Cleveland for less than 2.5 million all in because he's, he's got no accrued seasons in the NFL. So we've got him cheap for three years before he become a tender. And then yeah, he's only going to get just over two and a half million. Yeah. So it's, he, that is going to be an absolute steal. Um, who played the worst? Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, that, the Harrison situation. Maybe the NFL will be able to clarify. Listen, I, I, I would have totally flagged him for taunting. He was taunting. He stood over Hilaire. I don't think he was trying to stomp on him, which is a lot of people had said, I think, in the broadcast. As he went to step over him, the lineman clearly got in his way, so he kind of hovered. But to allow a coach to push a player, NFL – and listen, we know what's going to happen. The coach is going to get fined and that's the end of it. But at the end of the day, that should have been an offsetting penalty. It should have been a flag on Kansas city, obviously for the bench. It should have been an offsetting penalty on Harrison. I didn't see an ejection there. So I'm not hundred percent sure how the NFL is going to explain that, but you're right. It totally changed the complexion of the Browns defense. Now, uh, Zagura had said during the broadcast that Harrison missed a couple practices with an ankle thing during the week. So MJ Stewart had already gotten a lot of reps in there in the secondary 
I thought MJ Stewart played pretty well. Uh, I'll be curious to see on some of them coverages when I go back and watch it, who blew it in the back end. Um, but we told you guys if there was an over 44 yard touchdown prop to take it and we knew it was coming. So it was just one of those things where I think next week we'll have a little bit more of a litmus test because we're going to go up against Tyrod Taylor and Brandon cooks, which I think is going to be a little bit more of a formidable matchup. Uh, you know, and I say that sarcastically than the chiefs. Now we can go on to special teams, Paul. Yeah, I'm going to go with one out of 10. Yep. Don't lose just, the game in specials. Look, Don't lose the, the game in specials. Front of the show, Scottish Hammer, he had a bit of a nightmare. Um, but nothing else really seemed to work with a special team. And yeah, I know we've cut, we've cut a lot of people and, yeah, it just didn't seem to uh, work. Kick returns. Everything basically is very frustrating special teams. Yeah, our punt return game was pretty terrible. Our kick return game was pretty terrible in terms of Felton. Uh, so that we need to get taken care of. Actually, I thought our coverage units weren't too bad. I mean, I think they, they rocked Pringle pretty good on the one, knocked him out of the game. Hardman didn't really do anything from – so I thought our coverage, our kick and our punt coverage was pretty good. But our – we'll call it the offensive side of special teams – Obviously, we're not going to talk about the, the hammer, but at the end of the day, I thought that the kick return, the punt return was pretty bad. And then the one that he did get was a 52-yard punt, but still, you can't drop the ball, can't fumble, you can't give away the game. The, the one part of special teams I did love was the fact that incredibly aggressive on fourth down. I know it's not quite special teams, but it comes under there. And then uh, I would have done it again and gone for the two-point conversion, um, which, hey, if you get that, then you're only looking at a field goal in that final drive rather than a touchdown. Um, obviously, there's a chance you could miss it and, hey, everything then hits the wall. But that's something I'd like to see them explore more. You got, you got, a, you got a little toe more. in the water. We, we got one uh, special teams two-point conversion. So Do more. at least we know that Stefanski and Barry are probably reading those analytic reports because as soon as that penalty went, Baker was like, wait, we're going? Yep, let's go. Get out there, buddy. Yeah, design him. Tell Stefanski he's got to have about 20 for the season and let's get, let's get going. Yeah. Um, why not? At the end of the day, let's get more points. So, how, well, how, do you feel, how, how do you feel the manager played? I mean, I thought Stefanski slash Alex Van Pelt, whoever's calling the plays, I thought they, they constantly had the Chiefs on their heels. I mean, yes, in the, in the, in the fourth quarter when the stadium erupted, you know, that's, that's when it's tough to move the ball. But I thought the Browns pretty much, I mean, Jack, you said it, that first half executed perfectly. They came out an entire offseason, great coaching. I mean, Chad O'Shea turned a guy out of, you know, Auburn, Anthony Schwartz, who wasn't really a primary receiver and made him one in an off season. So hats off to this coaching staff. I think this coaching staff is probably one of the top coaching staffs in the league. And I mean that. Yeah, they're, they're really, really impressive. Schwartz is going to develop nicely um, because, yeah, we, none of us really expect to see anything that much out of him. We expect to see him speed on the field, but we didn't expect the ball to target him, whereas he, he seems to be good. Yes. Um, there was the bobble one, which was the first one, but hey, caught it. There's going to be nerves. It's your first step. Yeah. And hey, the NFL. Jack, would you rather be a Browns fan today or a Packers fan? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That, there That's you cool. go. You want to talk about yeah. a team that just wasn't ready. And listen, I'm not saying, you know, Matt LaFleur and those guys can't coach, but Browns went out and went toe to toe with the AFC champs and the Packers went out and got absolutely schlacked by James Winston. 
So, you know, when we talk about Browns fans, we're going to watch the next three games. We're talking about, you know, going up against Houston and then to the bears. I mean, we're going to get to watch the bears tonight. At least I am. You guys are going to bet. I would highly recommend you get some sleep. The bears will not keep you awake. Um, no, we'll stand up for that. Not a chance. <laughs> not a shock at all, but yeah, I mean the next three games, I mean, Texans bears and the Vikings today looked awful against the Bengals. So I, in this first quarter of the season, I, I really think the Browns are going to come out three and one. I mean, I thought they played pretty well. So in terms of the manager, I thought Kevin Stefanski, I, I thought he had a, a minus performance. Yeah. I, I, I just want to see him be more clean in that second half. That, that was the gutting thing. It was like, you want to, it, it was never going to be an improvement in the second half because the first half was perfect. But I just wanted to see, see more, just go for it. And um, it just didn't work out. Listen, Jack, you predicted that it was going to be a close one in defeat. I predicted it was going to be a close one in victory. And I think after watching the game, I think we just wanted to see the Browns go out there and throw haymakers back and forth. Now the Steelers, of course, beat the Bills and the Bengals, of course, beat the Vikings. So I think if the Ravens somehow, you know, do follow suit and beat the Raiders tomorrow night, you know, the Browns are going to be in last place in the division. But I think this may be the first loss we have for a few weeks because I think the Browns are going to finish the month of September pretty strong. Hey, we're playing the uh, undefeated Houston Texans next. So last year in a survivor pool, I had picked the Colts to beat the Jags in week one. The Jags won week one and then went 0-15. So Houston, enjoy that one. Because I think the next game you have that'll be a winnable game, it'll be against the same Jaguars. <laughs> any uh, any big shots tonight you want to talk about in the NFL? Um, I, I don't know if you saw Jerry Judy from the Broncos. Bad ankle injury. He might be out. How about the it's Titans? Ankle get, sprain. Was it high? Yeah, it's just a high ankle sprain. It's well, that's a lot good. worse it's, than people thought it'd be. I thought it was rupture. So that didn't look pretty. Um, like I said, the Jets-Panthers game was a shin-kicking contest. Steelers beat the Bills at home. I thought the game really that was the most interesting was the Cardinals just absolutely schlacking the Titans. I mean, Derek Henry, they pretty much kept him bottled up the whole first half. I think he finished the game with only about 58 yards rushing, but I think 19 of them came on one run. So uh, Fitzmagic, hip issue. So that'll be something to watch down there in Washington. But yeah, other than the Saints absolutely throttling the Packers, you know, I thought pretty, pretty good slate. You know, we got two games left, Bears, Rams tonight, and then we got the, uh, the Ravens and the Raiders tomorrow. So be a good, it's a good slate. Football's back. Can't complain about that. All right, guys. Well, look, I just want to finish up by saying go Browns. And I look forward to talking about next week's game. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.